Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, today I want to talk about some comments that were made by Dr. Stephen Greer uh, regarding Neil deGrasse Tyson, the uh, very popular celebrity astrophysicist. Um, and uh, I think it's very interesting. Of course, I just want to, before I even talk about this, as uh, many people know who listen to my podcast, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Dr. Stephen Greer, but I do agree with him on the reality that there's an extraterrestrial presence here. Uh, I don't like some of the things that he does. I don't like the idea of uh, charging people uh, lots of money to sit in a place to see potential UFOs. I don't like that at all. Uh, I think there's. it seems like there's a, a, a profit motive behind it. However, there are some things I agree with with Dr. Stephen Greer, Dr. Stephen Greer about, and, and, uh, and it is the reality. He, he has accepted this. He knows this for a fact that there's a presence among us that's, uh, out of this world. And, uh, and I really like what he had to say about Neil deGrasse Tyson in a recent interview on Vlad TV. Now, of course, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, as we all know, he says some really stupid things on a regular basis. Every time he shows up in any kind of interview, uh, whether you know it's on a major network or one of the news channels or whatever, a, t- a night, late night talk show. Uh, just recently, I'm going to get into this. He was on a uh, on on a podcast for uh, political hack Bill Maher, and he was talking nonsense on there again. And I will talk about what he said there. Uh, I just think that Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, he hurts the disclosure efforts. He, he puts nonsense and in, and in, and in, into people's heads. People who may have a casual interest in uh, the potential reality of extraterrestrials, even though it's not potential, there is something here. Uh, but he 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 give, he sows the seeds of doubt. Uh, he says there's not enough evidence and things like that. And when I, and my as, as far as I'm concerned, Neil deGrasse Tyson has never ever. Uh, done proper research into this or he would never talk the way he does about this subject but Stephen Greer actually calls him out and I thought it was pretty interesting actually uh, Greer was on a, a recent podcast uh, recent uh, excuse me uh, YouTube channel for an interview uh, Vlad TV uh, I will leave the link so you can check out this little snippet that I'm talking to talking about uh, and and the headline for that interview was Dr. Stephen Greer responds to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Tyson, he's brainwashed or lying. Uh, and here's a direct quote from that interview. He said, uh, "What he's saying is a lie." Meaning deGrasse Tyson. I mean, he hasn't looked at the evidence. There is an enormous number of very high quality photographs and videos of these objects and craft, and also the military has acknowledged they have them and they're more and they have more in their collection. So he's talking about the the videos that have been released by the Pentagon uh, as well as stuff that they haven't released. And so he continues here, he says, so for him, deGrasse Tyson, to say that he would indicate to me that he's actually uh, so for him to say that would indicate to me that he's actually carrying water for the people trying to advance the cover-up. And then Greer talked about the evidence that he has compiled in some of the books that he's published, including Unacknowledged and Disclosure. And he says, no one could look at that evidence that has been put on a silver platter. So someone who was allegedly a scientist and make a statement like that just means that he's either completely closed-minded and brainwashed or is knowingly lying to the public. There's only two choices because the evidence is there. And he continues, he later on, he says, now, if you haven't looked at the evidence, then you can have an opinion, but it's not a valid or informed opinion. 
I would have to say that that's true, that that, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's opinion is not valid. It's not an informed opinion. He has an opinion, but he's never never looked at the evidence. Uh, And I think that's a completely true statement by Dr. Stephen Greer. I completely agree with this. And I don't know how many times over the course of the last two and a half years uh, that I talked about Neil deGrasse Tyson. I mean, it's so many times. I mean, there was been so many different interviews where he says really stupid things, including a recent interview that he had with Bill Maher on Maher's uh, episode. Uh, he has a podcast called Club Random. Uh, we're going to talk. Here's from an article from thestreet.com. <clears throat> it says here, famed astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson, speaking to Bill Maher on a recent episode of his Club Random podcast, said that he, like NASA and the Pentagon, needs much more evidence. I want to meet the aliens. I just need better evidence than what has been presented, he said. If there are aliens, I would like better evidence than simple eyewitness sworn testimony. In science, what you swear on is not the measure of what is true. It's just the measure of what you think is true. I need better data than that. Uh, And then it talks about uh, NASA through artificial intelligence, crowdsourcing and collaborations with the FAA is making an effort to increase the quality and quantity of data surrounding UFO sightings. The agency said in September that eyewitness accounts, while numerous, remain inconsistent and lacking in important details. Uh, Such accounts can be used to make scientific conclusions about alien life. All of the abduction stories, this is a direct quote from Tyson, all of the abduction stories, they all went away in the area of the smartphone because we can record that and we don't. Now you can stream whatever is in your phone to the internet while it's happening and we don't have any shots. Uh, The truth of the matter, he said, is that when it comes to aliens, we don't know. The weight of the evidence is not magnified by someone swearing to tell the truth, Tyson added. Now I'll leave the link for this uh, so you can check it out for yourself, but He's talking about cell phones again. I mean, I guess Tyson's so stupid when it comes to this subject. He has not studied this whatsoever, and he talks about cell phones. I mean, yeah, self, yeah, it would be great, wouldn't it, if we could just prove it with our cell phones? Everyone, there's billions of cell phones uh, across the planet right now. <laughs> Uh, a lot of them have 4K resolution. You can record mine here has 8K resolution. I mean, you can record and record things in high resolution. But he thinks that uh, if someone's getting abducted by aliens, that they're going to have the time, like, hey, to do something like, hey, you, let me pull out my cell phone here for a second. I want to record this abduction event. Like he doesn't understand. He's not studied this. He doesn't even understand what happens during an abduction. People experience missing time. <laughs> I mean, it's the, the aliens have this power over us. I mean, obviously uh, the technology to to conk us out and make it seem like nothing happened right when something did happen and people notice this because they have lost time which is a subject by the way i want to get into uh, deeper in a later podcast but for him to make these dumb comments continually and he's not a scientist i mean avi loeb has called him out recently too i mean he made statements about neil degrasse tyson avi loeb someone who goes out and does actual real science while neil degrasse tyson shows up on the late show talking about his next book and 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 gets a big chuckle out of the crowd uh, on hand when he starts making fun of the uh, alien hypothesis uh he's never studied this and he's dumb when it comes to this subject his opinion is not valid just like stephen greer has stated that's the that's the absolute truth i don't understand why this guy is held up as some sort of expert neil degrasse tyson when he is far from it he's the last he, he's about as expert as 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 some dumbbell who who never even went to college or, and and quit school at at, at uh, age 15 I mean, that's, that's about as smart, that's, that's the level of his intelligence when it comes to UFOs. He's a dumbbell. 
He's a dropout. He's a flunky. He he's not he's he's not done the work that he's he's not qualified enough to make these statements. But he does it on a regular basis. What he should do if he was going to be truthful about things, he would you know say, look at I haven't studied this, so I don't know. I can't really make an informed decision. That's what he should be doing, rather than just sitting back, not even considering any any of the evidence when we all know that the evidence there's mountains of it. Anybody who has studied this knows that there's it's voluminous. There, there's tons of evidence. Uh, that uh, uh, that tell a story that there is an extraterrestrial presence here. It's beyond just eyewitness testimony. There's all the videos and pictures that have been taken over the years. There's the fact. There's all the research. There's all the different people who have worked on the program itself that are testifying to Congress right now. Doesn't that count for anything? Or all these people lying? I know he doesn't. Science scientists don't want to use testimony, but this is under oath testimony. Uh, then you have uh, uh, the video evidence. The, did he ever look at the turkey UFO videos? Did he ever look at any of the? Uh, did he ever study any of the implants that were removed uh, from different alien abductees over the years? Has he ever studied any of that stuff? Has he ever read any book on alien abduction? Does he understand any of this? Did did he study cattle mutilations? Did he ever look into that? No, obviously he hasn't. He hasn't even considered any of this, and he just he just makes makes statements uh, based on no knowledge and and yet he's held up as some sort of an authority and i have to agree with uh with uh dr stephen greer on this one because there are only two choices either he is just that closed-minded or and or brainwashed could be just brainwashed by the uh by the facade that's been uh, put in place years ago decades ago in the 1950s this this uh uh the stigmatization program that's been going on he just looks at it like that he just he looks at it from that position uh oh it, it's all been debunked years ago and all that kind of stuff it's all foolish it's all just nonsense it's all hallucinations and blah 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 whatever the government told me he's either that or he's just closed-minded about it and brainwashed or he's knowingly lying to the public I, I, I honestly, I have to think that he actually actually has to be knowingly lying to the public. I think Neil deGrasse Tyson is a smart guy. Uh, <clears throat> I can't imagine like that he would want to make these kind of statements on a regular basis. I mean, how how could you do so? How could you be that naive? I mean, I know he's smarter than this. This guy's an intelligent astrophysicist. He's very entertaining, and we know he's highly intelligent. So how, why is he saying these things? I think he could be just knowingly lying to the public. I actually think that are, there are some people who realize that there is something here, and they also realize that the government's covering it up, and they probably thinking privately, some of these people, well, you know what, if they're covering it up, I'm going to go along with what, with them. I'm just going to toe the, the government line on this because there must be a good reason why they're covering it up. Or he has been briefed on this, and he knows that there's something going on. I actually think that he's he, he could most likely be, I, I actually think the reason is more likely that he's knowingly lying to the the public than being closed-minded and brainwashed I, I i but hey i could be wrong about that it could be that he's just closed-minded and brainwashed and some and for some reason he's held up as some authority on this uh, by the mainstream media uh but i i, I just I, it's hard for me to, to, to fathom that there's a lot of people out there who i who i look at and i listen to bill nye the science guy he's another skeptic uh are these people really uh that are they really closed-minded slash brainwashed or are they knowingly lying to the public i think that they're knowingly lying to the public anybody who would study this would know anybody with a brain in their skull would know 
right? Uh, who who would read the read the literature on this? It's 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 more than some documentary on the History Channel on a Sunday afternoon, right? It's it's a lot more than that. There's 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 been so many books written over the over the decades by scholars. Uh, haven't they ever looked at this stuff? Doesn't this interest them? Uh, so I, I think that these people are just knowingly lying to the public, most likely. That's what I think. I think Neil deGrasse Tyson, along with some of his peers who who uh, pretend that this there's nothing to this and there's not enough evidence, are knowingly lying to the public. They're not considering the evidence that is right there uh, to, to peruse. So that's where I'm at with this. So I actually agree with Dr. Stephen Greer, and I'm glad he said these things because it's it's about time that he said these things. So, so somebody else says these things. You have Avi Loeb recently saying it, and now you have Stephen Greer saying it, and and everybody needs to start saying these things. You need to call it out. Yeah, either you're a liar or you're or you're just that close-minded and stupid and brainwashed that you just you, it's one or the other. Which one is it? You know, tell us. You know, that should be a direct one of these people who interviews Neil deGrasse Tyson should just point blank say to him, hey. Are you just closed-minded and brainwashed, or are you just are you stupid? I mean, what is it, or 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 are you deliberately lying? It has to be. There's no other real choice here, right? I mean, anybody who studied this knows that there's something here. We're all being gaslit for how many decades now? It continues. It doesn't stop. Uh, and this guy just, you know, he's he, he seems to be the the go-to authority for the mainstream news on a regular basis. Uh, Anyway, uh, moving on, I want to talk about something else that's in uh, that came up today. Uh, actually, there was a video, a short little video that was put out by uh, filmmaker James Fox, who apparently is facing some sort of trouble. He hasn't said what it is yet, but he he uh, broached it in this little Twitter video that he put out uh, today. Here it is. Hello, everybody. Uh, sitting in my favorite spot, I hike up to this point pretty much daily. Uh, think about my work and edits that I'm working on, how I'm putting the film together. But I'm writing this post because I've been holding something in for the last six months, dealing with career-related issues, the likes of which I've never experienced in my entire life. Um, so challenging, it feels like someone's trying to extinguish my career. Uh, it's pretty terrifying. I'll probably be going public with it later this week. For legal reasons, I can't discuss it right now. But I wanted to give you all a heads up and thank you for all your support. It means the world to me. Well, what's that all about? He's saying he has some devastating professional issue uh, that's been going on for eight months. Well, he says six months in the videos, but in the video, but in his Twitter comment, he said eight months. So let's, say, let's just say six to eight months, something's going on. Uh, is, is the government trying to ruin his life, trying to ruin his career? Is that what's going on? I mean, this guy has put together some of the, I, I say that James Fox is probably the best documentary, documentary filmmaker, uh, on the UFO subject out there. I mean, he, he has he's made quite a few great films on this, I think. I thought that the phenomenon from two, uh, 2020 was was excellent, one of the best I've seen. Uh, he recently had Moment of Contact where he where covered the Virginia case, and now for the past six to eight months, he's been dealing with something he calls pretty scary, that they're trying to destroy his career. He feels like somebody's trying to destroy his career. Is the government trying to destroy his career? What's going on here? I can't wait to find out. Uh, he says he can't say anything right now because of legal reasons, uh, but later this week we might find out some more information, hopefully. 
but whatever it is, I hope he's going to be all right because, again, he's one of the best filmmakers out there on the UFO subject. I mean, I think he actually is right now. He's been the best. I mean, he's put out a great number of films uh, uh, out of the blue. There's been so many good ones. Uh, and and here he's facing some sort of issue for the past six to eight months. Did he, did he, did he cross a line uh, and, and now they're out to get him? Uh, I guess that's the paranoia of the UFO community. That's the first thing I think of. And obviously, he's thinking of something like that, too, or he wouldn't be saying what he's saying. Uh, but he thinks that somebody, so he says, I feel like someone is trying to extinguish my career. It's pretty scary. Well, it does sound scary to me, and hopefully everything's going to be okay with him, and I can't wait to learn more about this issue, whatever it is. Anyway, uh, moving on. I want to talk about an article that I came across. Uh, it's uh, about the psychology of people who report UFOs. And I thought it was very refreshing. It was by a PhD, Eric uh, Hasseltine. And uh, here's what he wrote. Uh, the, actually, here's the headline. This is from Psychology Today. It says, The Surprising Psychology of UFO Reporting. And uh, he says back in 1997 in Arizona, he was lying on the warm red desert sand, gazing up at the stars in the crystal clear night. I watched satellites in low earth orbit swiftly transit above me, objects that looked like stars but weren't, following predictable straight trajectories unlike the flash of meteors and decidedly faster than the ultra slow movement of stars with the earth's rotation. Then my heart skipped a beat as one of the satellites, at least that's what I thought it was, made an abrupt right angle turn, roughly two degrees of visual angle, the width of my thumb at arm's, arm's length, shifting its trajectory and then proceeding straight again toward the far horizon. My scientist's brain tried to make sense of what I'd just seen, calculating that the G-forces of making such a startling change in direction would have torn any man-made satellite to pieces, moving laterally about seven miles in a small fraction of a second, if indeed human technology could devise a propulsion system capable of causing such a move in low Earth orbit in, in the first place. Had I just seen a UFO, was it man-made, some kind of unknown natural phenomena, or something not of this world? Was I crazy or what? And then he goes on to say that studies of people who report seeing unidentified flying objects or unidentified aerial phenomena show, thankfully for me, that very few such individuals exhibit psychopathology or are simply trying to grab attention or sell their stories for financial gain. Rather, researchers concluded that the vast majority of those who report seeing extraordinary aerial phenomena truly believe that they saw that what they saw was real and that, in fact, what they saw was not a hallucination. Quirks of perceptual psychology can't explain some of the reporting. In my case, for instance, my brain assumed that the pinpoint of light I was seeing was at least a few hundred miles away so that a rapid lateral movement of two degrees of visual angle seemed like an astonishingly large excursion, about seven miles, in a very short time. But the, quote, satellite, end quote, could have been running light on a drone flying much, much closer to me, hundreds of feet instead of hundreds of miles, in which case the abrupt right-angle turn that I witnessed, although impressive, did not require otherworldly technology. I was going to stop there. So he's basically saying that the object that he saw, because it was far away, it could have been just, you know, it could have been anything. I, I've seen objects far away, too. I, I could have sworn it was probably about 11, 
10, 12 years ago now, I, I remember looking up at the night, night sky. It was a, a very clear night. There was no moon. You could see every star in the sky. And I was looking straight up and I, I saw a triangle. I saw the, you know, at, at each pinpoint, each, each corner of the triangle, there was a light. And it was way, it seemed like it was outside of the Earth's atmosphere and it was moving slowly. But it, if, it, it would have been gigantic. However, I don't know. It could have been something. I could have made a mistake. I think that's what he's saying here, the same thing. When something's that far away it could you you could have made a mistake now the thing i know i didn't make a mistake was was the thing i saw in 1994 that i talk about all the time that was right up close that was within 20 feet made no sound that's different but when you see things far away it's just hard to you, you can't say it's extraterrestrial you just don't know it could be something else you, you your your eyes could be playing a trick on you it could be anything or it could be extraterrestrial you really don't know you can't prove anything one way or another but anyway, he says this, this kind of distance versus motion optical illusion could account for many of the reports of extraordinary flight patterns. Yeah, I agree with that. I think especially things that are far away. When things are far away like that, it's, it, there could be other answers. Continuing here, but as the recent congressional testimony of military pilots who recorded encounters with UFOs, including range to target data, shows Optical illusions can't account for all of the sightings, putting aside for the moment the possibility that some UFO reports truly describe either alien or ultra-advanced human technology so that the answers lie not in psychology but in cosmology or technology, what other psychological factors correlate with UFO reporting? One psychological correlate according to Gao et al. in their article Fantasy Proneness and Other Psychological Correlates of UFO Experience, one is a tendency of reporters to have a richer fantasy life than those who do not report UFOs. This doesn't mean, according to the study's authors, that UFO reporters make up their encounters, only that such individuals often had more vivid and frequent fantasies than the general population. Another factor that correlated with UFO reporting was the Big Five personality trait of openness, suggesting that UFO reporters were less likely than others to discount their experience as somehow routine or normal and remained open to the possibility that something truly extraordinary had happened to them. And then he goes on to explain why all of this matters. The last point about openness brings up an issue much larger than UFO reporting, how we process unfamiliar and unexpected information and how we view people who hold exotic beliefs or ideas that diverge radically from our own. The history of, history of science shows that before the fact, the biggest breakthroughs seem outright nuts. For instance, those who theorize continental drift, the asteroid extinction of dinosaurs, the fact that bacteria cause ulcers or that mass and energy warp space-time were considered fringe wackos until their important theories were ultimately proven correct exactly i talk about this all the time there are things that we looked at in the past and we thought was completely nuts uh, a lot of people in the medical professions for instance uh, didn't wash their hands at one time they didn't think it was necessary they didn't believe in bacteria uh, people who did, they were viewed as fringe, as the fringe. Now, of course, things are completely different. Continuing here, it says, due to a psychological process called perceptual assimilation in which we unconsciously transform extraordinary experiences into ordinary familiar ones, most of us can't or won't grasp such earth-shattering ideas. This means that we are prone not only to discount our own experiences of the extraordinary, but also to discount, if not denigrate, the extraordinary experiences and ideas of others. 
So whether it's the exotic technology of UFOs or other paradigm shifting discoveries, we are likely to be much slower than we ought to be to acknowledge and act upon unexpected, unfamiliar phenomena. Some would argue COVID fell into this category, and the filmmakers behind Don't Look Up assert that climate change is another example. And the exponential advance of science, AI, genetic engineering, quantum com computing, to name a few, suggests that we will likely encounter the extraordinary at an accelerated rate in the near future. Will we be ready for a radically different future when it arrives? It is hard to say, but the few hardy souls who already are, as likely as not, going to be the type that report seeing UFOs. So I, that's the end of that article. But I thought that was a great point. So the people who are ready are the ones who have no problem telling their stories about seeing UFOs. We're ready for it. If you saw a UFO and you have no problem telling people about it, guess what? When the truth finally does drop, right? It will. It's gonna at some point in this, in our lifetimes, or maybe not in our lifetimes, maybe a uh, hundred within a hundred years. At some point, the truth will be known to all, and the people who are going to be able to handle it best are the people who have accepted it who have no problem being open about when they see things uh, that are strange and extraordinary. Those are the people, we, the people, people who are listening to this podcast are going to be able to handle it better than others. Other people are going to have a lot of problems with it because they're going to have the stuff that we've been uh, thinking about pondering. Just think about this. All the things that you think about and ponder and wonder about, uh, there's people out there right now who don't really think about this at all or have a very casual interest in it. Just like, probably anybody would and uh when the truth finally does come they're gonna have it's gonna be harder for those people to finally accept this to grasp the, the reality that we are not alone than it is for the rest of us because we've been pondering all the scenarios and all the implications <laughs> forever i mean for, for, i don't know i've been thinking about it for what over 30 years now probably uh so we're gonna be ready and plus we're open people who uh who re report seeing ufos they're more they have their their personalities are more open there's a lot of people out there as we as we learn who don't report these things uh who uh, are don't want to say anything about it because they're afraid of being viewed as crazy and so those people might have a little bit of an issue even when the when the when the truth does finally come and what i like about this article is that the fact that this is a, a neuroscientist uh, who's talking about this? Eric Castletine, PhD. It's nice to see somebody from uh, that—that's a, a scientist talking about this openly, talking about his own experience openly, and talking about how uh, the people who are talking about UFOs, the people who report them, they're ready. They're—they're they're open, and and it's not has nothing to do with it. Okay, some of them may be more prone to fantasy, according to psychologists, right? However, at the same time, they just have open personalities and it doesn't mean that they're telling lies or being stupid or being crazy or being drunk or anything like that. It's just that they're, they're more open about things. Uh, I, I believe I'm someone who's more open about this, obviously. I wouldn't be gone on the internet because I, 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 I guess the, the biggest issue for me, right, one of the biggest reasons why I'm doing the thing I'm doing is because it's driving me crazy for a long time now, right, that that we're just not accepting this, that the entire human race is still failing to accept this reality, right? I, it bothers me. It troubles me. 
it troubles me that the scientific community is really not studying this like it should be uh and it's been and this is and when really when it should have been studying this you know you know 50 years ago 75 years ago and it has not really it really hasn't been the way it should have been studied it's not it's driving me crazy it's like an injustice it's an injustice in my viewpoint this whole thing is a gigantic injustice that this cover-up is an injustice that it continues uh and I want it to end. I just want it to end. I, I want the human race to just face this reality. And I want the, the, the gatekeepers to give us the, the truth already to, to finally come clean. And and I'll do, I, I don't care. Like, I know there's a lot of people out there. Like, I talk about this all the time. And I, I you know, we should have, a, I should have a poll. Should should these people be left? I, I probably already did have a poll on this one. I'm sure I did. Uh, should the the people who are responsible for the cover-up, should they be, should they be granted immunity uh, I mean, that's really what's happening right now. If you look at the legislation that's uh, going to be part of the, the National Defense Authorization Act for 2024 that was passed by the Senate, uh, should we grant these people immunity? I think we need to. I don't think we have a choice. Uh, I mean, we need to get to the end. We need to end this and just move on. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't care about that kind of stuff. I don't care for the people. Again, the people who started this cover up, they're long dead. These other people, they were brought into it later on. And they're still maintaining this cover-up for whatever purpose, for the, for greed, for security, whatever they think, right? It doesn't really matter to me. I just want them to come forward with the truth. I don't care what they've learned in the reverse engineering programs. I just want to know what they know about these extraterrestrials and what they're up to. I want to know how many species they think are coming here. That's the kind of stuff. I don't care. I don't care about suing people. I don't care about sending people to jail. I just care about moving forward. I care about the human race moving forward with this reality. I'm tired of this stupidity. But every time I see a debunker talking like Neil deGrasse Tyson or Mick West or, or Brian Dunning, when I hear people talk about this, and I, I know that they're wrong. I know that they are. And it's, and it's so tiring to see this. And these people have large platforms and they're and they're misinforming everybody else. It's terrible. And I want to I want to see this end. I want us to move on from this. I want us to accept this reality. That's the biggest that's the biggest thing for me as far as I'm concerned. I want to end this. I want to see I want to see us move forward and, and I want to see the human race. I want to see the scientific community uh 100% in on this and know, knowing the facts, knowing the reality. I want to know how many beings are there? How where are they coming from? How many are coming here? There's so many different questions I have that I believe people in the government might be able to provide some of the answers. I know they can't know everything. There's no possible way they could know everything. Nobody prob- probably could ever know everything thing right uh because we don't even know how many are coming here i mean but i can't even see how they could know but they would have to have some sort of idea i mean they have they would have to how many bodies how many different kinds of creatures have they recovered from crashes over the decades they have some number right there's some number that they have i want those numbers i want to see what it is i want to see the pictures i want to know about their physiology i want to know so much you know, how, how do they, uh, did, did, have we figured out privately how these creatures communicate? How are they able to communicate telepathically the way they do? How, how, how do they cause uh, people to conk out the way they do? The way they do? Is, I mean, uh, when you talk about missing time, people lose time. Right? How is that accomplished? Are they using? Is it some? Is it? Is it some technical machinery that they're something like that, or are they using drugs? I mean, what is it? How do they do that? 
Uh, there's certain questions we 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 have in the UFO community that we we just want answered, and we want the government to provide us something. We know they're not going to be able to provide everything, but that's why the, uh, ending this cover up is important. Just to, we want to know what they know, right? That's what we want. But anyway, I want to say uh, thank you all for joining me. Until next time. <laughs>